the gift of tongues, the gift of interpretation of tongues, the gift of serving, the word of knowledge, and the word of wisdom. Every member of the body of Christ should ask for and diligently seek the gift that God specifically wants them to use to do that part of the kingdom which he has put them in. And depending on the situation, depending on the day, depending on whatever is going on, that gift will change. 1 Corinthians 12, 27, verse 27 to 31 reads, All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles. Second are prophets. Third are teachers. Then those who do miracles. Those who have the gift of healing. Those who can help others. Those who have the gift of leadership those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. In this verse, Paul is talking to the Corinthian believers to covet the most useful gift for the purpose and place that God has placed you in that or that particular member of the body in at that particular time. Just as a natural body is gifted with many body parts that function and create the total man or woman, so the body of Christ is made with diversities of gift, therefore allowing the body to function as one complete unit, one body, but with many parts. So... You have one body, but you have many, 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 many parts. Just like the church is one body with many, 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 many parts. You are all a part of the body. Corinthians 12, 18 through 20 states, but our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange the body would be if it only had one part. Yes, many parts, but one body. Every part, person, or member of the body is important. Every gift is important. Like the body, the church needs all its parts to operate and function properly. You have your part in this body. We all need to submit ourselves to God and the other members of the body to grow and excel in Christ. Ephesians 5.21 states, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Ephesians 4, verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. You know that if you have a, a sore thumb or a sore foot or a sore shoulder or a sore elbow, None of your body works properly. That's why it's important for all of us to do what we are meant to do in the body. We all function properly. The whole body excels and grows. You have your part in the body. We need to submit ourselves. I already, got, I already said that line. Okay. Um, now let's start to operate in our many gifts that we have been given by the Lord. God will honor you when you step out in faith and reach out to those around you. So God will honor you when you do something for him. 
Like an infant learns to crawl before they walk and walk before they run, so must we with our God-given gifts. Now, I don't think too many people, as soon as you're uh, born again, as soon as you become a Christian, you're not running up to the hospital and emptying it with all the sick people, okay? You have to start small, just like a little baby. A little baby's not even one years old, 11 months old, 12 months old. The little baby is trying to walk. And when the baby falls, you don't go, oh, you dumb baby, you, you can't even walk. You'll never walk. You can't even, you can barely crawl. No, you encourage the baby. They start to crawl. You say, oh, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. And then they try to walk and they fall. And they try to walk and they fall. And they try to walk and they fall. And you can encourage that little baby. You can do it. You can do it. And then they start to walk. And then they start to run. And that's how God wants to use your gift. He wants to start you. You know, you're not ready to, to, to go on and be in the Olympics and be a sprinter. You learn how to crawl. Oh, I got the crawling down. Now you learn how to walk. You get the walking down. And once the walking is down, then you learn how to run. And that's how we work in our gifts. You start slow and you work your way up. First, I must tell you how, how pleased God is with you. God is not mad at you. God is not upset with you in any way and not disappointed no matter what. Now, you cannot earn God's love, but you can share God's love with others. And by doing so, you will provide hope and encouragement to those that feel hopeless and, drawn, and draw them to a personal relationship with Jesus. As a Christian, we need to set our lamp on the lampstand, not hide it under the basket. We need to produce good fruit in the kingdom, and that is proof of our salvation. Matthew 12, 33 states, a tree is identified by its fruit. If the tree is good, the fruit will be good. If the tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. And Matthew, 10, uh, Matthew 3, 10 states, even now the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown in the fire. Does anybody want their tree chopped down and thrown in the fire? That doesn't sound like a good, very good thing. I, I don't think I want that. So, hey, let's produce some good fruit. It shows that we belong to Jesus, okay? Very easy to do. Now, every one of us can do our part, and the people that you come in contact with will let you know what they need. Maybe God is telling you, this person is crying out for help. I sent them to you. Now, do something. Help them. It's kind of like when the disciples wanted to send the 5,000 people away to get food, and Jesus told them, you feed them. God did not send them to you so you can screw things up to make you look stupid in front of that person or to make you look dumb in, in the kingdom. No, God wants to stretch you. He wants to use you to help those that need to trust in Jesus and be an encouragement to the rest of the body of believers. First Thessalonians 5 verse 11 says, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Why are you a Christian? Anybody know why you're a Christian? How did it happen? Does anybody know how it happened? Well, most likely somebody was praying for you. Somebody talked to you, and then you were led to the Lord. There are likely many people or saints involved in your salvation. A praying grandmother, grandfather, 
uncle, aunt, brother, sister, husband, wife, co-worker, cousin, neighbor, and a combination of all of the above that have contributed to your salvation, and thank God for that. Now is your time to participate in the salvation of others. So I ask you today, who are you praying for? Who are you talking to Jesus about? How about this? Who comes to mind that you know that you recently talked to Maybe they unloaded a laundry list of issues that they're dealing with, and maybe the Lord put them in your path, your path to minister to them. I think most likely yes. And after you left them, and they got done unloading on you, and you walked away from them, you said, man, they need prayer. Or, man, do they need Jesus. Yes, they do. Now remember, delaying what the Lord wants you to do is disobedience. So do what the Lord wants you to do now, and you won't regret putting it off what you were supposed to do. Now, I like a good example to understand what people are talking about. You know, like I'll be talking to Pastor Todd, and I'll say, what do you mean? I said, give me an example. So let me give you a couple examples where somebody will unload on you and tell you, uh, what they need so you don't even have to think you don't have to be uh you don't need a word of wisdom you don't need a word of knowledge they will tell you flat out what they need okay here's a couple examples these are recent ones because i can remember them the ones that aren't recent i don't remember them so probably the most recent one i was at one of jack's baseball games in beekman town the game was over everyone was heading to the cars most everybody was in the car so I'm standing there, and I see a guy there, and he's smiling at me, looking at me. He's like, hey, Bill, how you doing? I'm like, uh. I recognize him, but it's been a few years, so he's a little older now, you know? And he's like, it's Dave. I'm like, oh, my goodness, Dave, I haven't seen you in years. How you been doing? He goes, I'm waiting for a kidney transplant. Bing, the ball peen ham over the head. Who says that? besides people waiting for a kidney transplant. Is that what the first thing you say to somebody? Oh, I'm just waiting for a kidney transplant. So I'm looking, and there's hardly anybody around. Everybody's in the car. My wife is gone. Jack is gone. Everybody's gone. I'm looking around and says, I said, hey, come here, Dave. Come on over here and sit in the bleachers for a second. <laughs> so I told Dave about the golden kidney. And if you don't know about the golden kidney, you can talk to Pastor Todd about the golden kidney. And I told him about a couple other things that I knew about and this and that. And I'm like, Dave, can I pray for you? He goes, yeah. You prayed for me? So I prayed for him. My phone's buzzing and dinging and beeping and everything else. My wife's like, where are you? We're in the car. We're looking for you. I'm like, she goes, where were you? I'm like, I was praying for my buddy Dave. <laughs> the guy couldn't remember his name. But, um, I mean, that was one example that he came right out and told me. He goes, this is what I need. All right, here we go. Uh, another example, guy comes in the store, known him for years, haven't seen him in a while. He looked horrible. He had a laundry list of problems. Like, How you doing? He goes, oh, this, 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 this. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, man. So I'm like, do uh, you mind if I pray for you? He goes, no, go ahead. So we pray for his laundry list of things, everything that I could remember that he said. And um, then uh, I'm like, would you like to accept Jesus in your heart? And he's like, yeah. I mean, we got done. The guy was sobbing and everything. I'm like, you know what I felt? I felt almost nothing. The guys are sobbing. He goes, I don't know what you're doing. but I'm like, wow. How about that? 
So then I didn't see him for like a month or so. He comes back in. I look at him. And I'm like, you lose weight? And he goes, yeah, I lost like 100 pounds. I'm like, didn't we pray for that? And he goes, yeah, you did. Prayed for supernatural weight loss. So I'm like, so what's going on? He goes, the doctor told me to stop whatever I'm doing. I'm losing too much weight. He lost 100 pounds. He was down to 250. I don't think he lost too much weight, but the idea was, you know, he was dropping weight so fast the doctor said stop. Um, One other example was a a guy that had been in semi-recently. Nice guy, young guy. He had all kinds of stuff. He was blown up in Iraq and everything else, and he had a problem with too many red blood cells. And um, I don't remember what it's called. It's some name. I don't remember. Too many red blood cells. So prayed for that along with a whole bunch of other stuff. And I hadn't seen him in a couple months probably. And uh, all of a sudden out of the blue, he calls me. He goes, hey, I'm coming back into town. I'm like, I'm like where in the heck have you been? He goes, I've, they've been dissecting me down in New York, you know, for all this stuff he's got going on. So he came back. And I'm like, so what's going on? He goes, oh, my red blood cell count is back to normal now. I'm like, didn't we? Didn't we pray for that? And he goes, yeah, we did. I'm like, oh, amen, all right. Who's more surprised than me? Him, you know what I mean? So a lot of times people will come in. Now, if God brings somebody in to you and they unload on you, there's no thinking involved. If somebody comes up to you and says, maybe you haven't seen them in a while, maybe you have seen them in a while, who knows? Say, hey, how's it going? Oh, man, I got this, I got that, I got this and that. I'm like, all right. The rating's on the wall. It's time for some prayer. So that's how you know in case you, you can't walk by. Like, not everybody can walk by somebody and say, oh, I, I feel that your, your big toe is bothering you today. Is that true? Yes, it is true. You say, what do you need? Say, well, I need this, this, this. Okay, here we go. And if they open the door... By giving you the laundry list, it's okay to walk through the door because they started it. All right. So today, I want to challenge you to step out in faith. I want you to honor the Lord. Reach out to those that are lost and dying without Christ. Hebrews 6.10 states, For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how have you shown your love to him by caring for other people as you still do. Father God, I'd like to thank you for all the blessings you've given us. Help us to reach out to those who are in need of encouragement as well as salvation. Give us the courage to be the hands and feet of Jesus, drawing the lost to a personal relationship with your son. We also thank you for the many men and women who have served this country, especially those who gave their lives in order that we may be free and live free. In the same type of way that you sacrificed your only son for us, that we can spend eternity in heaven with you. Amen. Those who desire prayer, I invite you to come to the altar where we may pray for your needs or direction. If you have not given your life to the Lord, we would like to, we ask you to come up for prayer as well. He gave his very best for you, so the least you can do is give what you have to him. Be blessed. Enjoy this Memorial Day weekend. Pastor Todd, if you'd like to come up and just polish us off, be good to go. That's pretty hard to follow that. I mean, come on. You did a great job, Billy. Praise God. 
you know, as, as before Bill even got up there, you know, the Lord was telling me about encouragement, 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 encouragement. I don't know how many times Billy mentioned encouragement, but it was a lot. Okay, so the Lord is trying to encourage all of us. Now, I don't know what anybody's going through in here. I know a couple of things that people are going through, but uh, I know that everybody is going through something in their life. Anybody going through anything in your life? You need the help of the Lord? All right, then. I encourage you to do one other thing. Does everyone have a Bible? Open it up. I want you to open it up to Psalm 107. Psalm 107. And instead of focusing on the thing that you're going through, I want you to focus on the Word of God. Particularly this week, Psalm 107. Every time you think about your needs and what's going on with your life and the circumstance that you find yourself standing in, I want you to read 107, Psalm 107. And I want you to think about God's goodness. Think about God's goodness. That will encourage you. I know Billy was talking about examples. You know, it doesn't have to be the big thing. Do you pray for people? Yes, you pray for people. But you can have a conversation with people to give them encouragement. Just when was the last time you gave somebody a word of encouragement? That's the easiest thing in the world to do. But yet we find ourselves not doing it very much. Just look around. Everyone in here could use a word of encouragement. Billy brought a word of encouragement today. Everything in the Bible is a word of encouragement for us and for others. So read Psalm 107 today. Keep reading it all week. And every time you think about something that you're going through, something, that, something that's happening to you or others, a concern on your heart, think about the goodness of God. And watch what he does. Amen? So let's pray. Father, I thank you for each person here. I thank you for everyone, Father, that we come in contact with. Father, open up our hearts, our eyes to see with your eyes, hear with your ears, and to speak with your mouth. Father, let the word of God uh, just permeate our hearts, permeate us, so that we can do the will and the things that you have called each one of us to do. And we'll give you the praise and the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name.